Greetings, June Squad. It is I, Jay, Warden of the Nerdly Insane. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion, Dark Nerd Detective, and Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch, Sir Christopher. Today, we have the clearance to record in the common area of the Arkham Asylum for the Criminally Insane. I have to thank my buddy Chris for getting us this clearance. Chris, how'd you get this for us? I know a guy who knows a guy. No, no really, who? My uncle, Victor. Really? What's he doing? Arts and crafts. For about five to ten. <laughs> ah, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'll be here all week. Make sure you tip your waitress. Hang on to your bedpans and grab your Haldol because you are just in time for the Just Us Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Aw, yeah. I never thought I would be in this place. It is, uh, I'll be honest, I'm a little weirded out. I'm a little uncomfortable, but there's some very colorful characters in this place. Yeah, it's cool. I mean... Don't make eye contact. Sorry, dude. That guy (laughs) keeps looking at me in the corner, and I think it's the scarecrow. I kind of want to walk around and ask for autographs. Yeah, I know, right? Me too. It's... Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, we we lead a charmed life, Chris. We get to travel to so many exotic places uh, for for this podcast. It's it's absolutely incredible, indeed. But you know what? We don't have time to stargaze. Let's talk comics. Yes. All right. So, uh, what you reading? Uh, we uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on what you reading. We do. Um, I, so uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, let's do yours first because we have a new section. Uh, with what you're reading, so we're we're going to introduce that. We'll introduce that. We'll introduce that after. Okay. All right. Uh, I have been reading a lot of Iron Man. Uh, the, the both Iron Man titles right and now. Iron Heart and Iron Doom. Iron Heart and Ar- Iron Doom. Yeah. Where is Tony? Uh, okay. Dead. So no, he's not dead. Oh, so, I um, thought so. Uh, so some spoilers here. If you have not read the end of Civil War two, you might want to s- skip ahead. Uh, at the end of Civil War II, Marvel kind of copped out a little bit. Uh, they I heard it kind of just like fizzled out. Like it was that firework you spent $150 for and went up in the air and you're like, oh, it's going to be big. And then all of a sudden it went, Bing. Yeah, it kind of was. I'll say this for, for Marvel. Uh, they're, they're, I think one of the, the comics, one of the drawbacks of their big events is they start with these really great premises. Mm. And they, they just are not good at the follow through. Like, I, I liked the original Civil War. I thought it was a really oh, good premise. Was a, it was an original story, though. I mean... And, but that but that also, I kind of felt the end was lacked. It wasn't as satisfying. And remember... Yeah, but you had such a climatic ending, though, with, with Cap dying. But Cap didn't die at the end of Civil War. He died in his own book in Captain America. But it was he still was, part of Civil War because he got arrested... At the end of Civil War, they still combine that to add that assassination. Okay, so let's. Okay, so side note, we're gonna we're gonna stop talking about Iron Man for a minute because we we gotta talk about we gotta have a civil mini Civil War about Civil War. Here's what I didn't like about the way Civil War ended. You had this great philosophical debate about mm-hmm. uh, should the gods basically have leeches? Should should they have le? Well, should they have some form of uh, accountability for their actions? 
And it's this philosophical dilemma, and you have Tony Stark's side, and you have Captain America's side. And keep in mind, guys, if you're listening to this, we're talking about the original comic book, not the movie, which, yeah. which has some differences. Yeah. Uh, in the, the original Civil War story, uh, there was a civil... There, there was a... Uh, you have the Superhuman Registration Act, right. which was requiring all superhuman beings to... Get permits. Get permits, register their identities, and Captain America basically representing the side of the argument saying that the safest hands are still our own and that we and should... That, it's a civil rights issue. You right. can't... And also an identity issue because if somebody had hacked into their system or something like that, all their identities were would be at, you know, at risk where their families could be, you know, harmed and killed. It, it, exactly. So... You had the you had this great philosophical debate. You had Tony's side, which made a lot of sense that you you can't have all of these very dangerous people running around. Unchecked. Now, mind you, too, I don't even think like that series originally was Tony a public figure because remember the movie they made him automatically Tony Stark as Iron Man. For and I don't know for this one, I think he in, you know in the comic shows himself no, no, during no, Civil War. No, in the comic book, everyone knew that Tony Stark was Iron Man. The the big reveal that took Spider Man. It was Spider Man exactly. Yeah. The thing I didn't like about the the end of Civil War was just you you have these series of just battles that that take place and it it just sort of ends when Captain America says, you know what we're winning everything except the argument. So it, it it's like it didn't occur to him that entire time that beating the shit out of people was not the appropriate way to win well, you a, know what? A, a debate. Maybe he got caught up in it. You gotta look at it that way. He's so caught up in his thing that sometimes you're blinded by what the true issue really is. And therefore, when he finally realized that he had that common effect and went, all right, this is kind of dumb. I, I could see that. But so anyway, I've, I've anyway. way, way digressed. So at the end of Civil War II, the yeah. payoff at the end of that is... So that now this puts Iron Man again. Iron Man versus, versus another captain. Captain Marvel. <laughs> captain you know, Marvel. I'm starting to see the common denominator here, and I think Mr. Stark just really wants to have things his way. Yeah, and, and I think he doesn't like captains. No, he really he does has, not. He has a problem with authority. Captain Crunchy, watch out, you're next. <laughs> So, at the end of the story, there's this huge battle between Iron Man and Captain Marvel, and Iron Man doesn't die. Tony Stark winds up in a coma. Oh. Womp, womp. What? Yeah, he, he's in a coma. So, at the... Uh, of all things? Yeah, yeah. He can make the, you know, the people in wheelchairs walk. He can make the blind see. He can make the deaf hear. It's Tony friggin' Stark. He can't uncoma the coma people, though. Uncoma. I just invented a new word. Uncoma. So, um, so in the story, uh, I'm going to specifically talk about issues one through three of the Invincible Iron Man, mm -hmm. and that's following the adventures of Riri Williams or, or Iron Iron Heart, as, as you refer to her. Yeah. Um, so the uh, writers Sounds like a Care Bear. Iron. We 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 talked about this before. Yeah. Sounds Iron Heart. Um, so. The um, maybe that's Doctor Doom's teddy bear when he goes to bed. <laughs> hey, now she's underage. Well, I'm not saying her. Oh, 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 oh! You should sure? Be, uh, no, I, I, wow. I'm embarrassed. Um, the writer of this is Brian, the very talented Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, I, I, come on, I, yeah, I, that's I, a Marvel staple. I, I have to say, I think really the Iron Man books are probably they're my favorite superhero book that I'm reading, uh, reading right now. Yeah, you're reading that I'm reading right now, and you are reading. I am. Um, it's just, it's very good storytelling. It's mm -hmm. great character development. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you like about it? Well, I mean, you've given the other points, but. Well, 
So we're introduced to Riri Williams. Um, you know, Bendis is doing a great job of developing her character, and he's he's kind of this is sort of her origin story. Mm-hmm. He's interspersing her backstory in with the the kind of current here and now. Uh, so Riri has designed her own Iron Man suit. She's uh, sort of a wunderkind from so MIT. she's a genius. She's a genius. How old is she? Super genius. She's like 15 or something like that. And she decided hey, she didn't steal any of Tony's tech at all. Didn't steal any of Tony's tech. Basically reversed engineered it from things that she found off the internet. Wow. And uh, decided to build her own Iron Man suit. And I can't put the clock on my DVD player. Uh, you know what? Neither can I. So we're the, the, the hope of us designing our own Iron Man suit... I think it's, it's going to be cardboard that, boxes and duct tape with like bad cosplay. You know, yeah, it's terrible. Um, the Not one, this girl. The one thing she was missing though for her Iron Man suit was she didn't know how to develop a good AI program. Mm, well, Jarvis. Pr- pr- yeah, exactly. Like like Jarvis. Well, prior to Tony going into his coma at the end of Civil War II, he actually met Riri and befriended her. Oh, and so, so as part like of his Spider Man, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as part of his estate, uh, he designed an AI that is in her suit. Wait, 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 wait. So he knew she was making the suit and he was fine with it? Mr. I'm going to make a penny off of everything? I think he wanted to encourage her in it. I think he saw a lot of himself in Riri. That's kind of neat. That's, so, that's a different turn for him. That's a totally different turn of the character. It, it is. It is. And, and it's great. I love seeing Tony when they put him in these mentor-mentee relationships. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't ever had an Iron Lad, so... We, we, well, we did actually. Do you remember the uh, the Young Avengers? Yes, we had yes. an Iron Lad, but he, I don't think he was Iron Man's protege. No, I think he was like his bastard love child or but, something that resented but, him or something. So, so Riri gets a delivery from Stark Industries, and it's an AI. It's a gift from Tony, uh-huh. and the AI happens to look and sound exactly like, like him. Like him. I, well, there you go. Nope, that is Tony. That's Tony Stark. I mean, <laughs> such someone who's so egotistical that he's going to design a program. You know what I would love? I want him to put it in his own suit. <laughs> Tony, can you schedule that? Yes, Yes, Tony. I can, Tony. And may I say, you're looking very handsome today, Right Tony. back at you, you handsome devil. Thank you, Tony. You know? <laughs> um, so it's, That would drive me nuts. It's, it's kind of... Um, so I guess it's kind of a clever way to still have Tony Stark be in, in the, the story in the book, although yeah. technically it's not the real Tony Stark. Uh, so it's kind of a cheat. Uh, so I, the other thing I like about this is, is that I, I think it, it really balances well character development and action. You know, I'm really big on character development. All right. So now, what don't you like about this comic? Um, not a whole lot. Oh, I, one other thing I should mention. Stefano Caselli's artwork is beautiful. He yeah, is. I have been a I have seen it. big fan of his ever since he was on uh, Avengers: The Initiative, mm-hmm. and then since he was on Amazing Spider-Man. Just beautiful, beautiful artwork. Um, okay, so I mean, the the things I don't like about it, they're they're kind of nitpicks. This one I actually kind of agree with, but I've seen it and I've already grown accustomed to it. Yeah, and and that's just that it's weird for me to see Mary Jane Watson. Um, in a book that you know that has nothing to do with Spider-Man. So, do, do I have to talk about the elephant in the room, or is it just me? Go ahead. So obviously, Tony has a thing for redheads. I yeah yeah it's it's they like, just replace Pepper with her. In the, That's all in, it is in the Marvel universe. Beautiful redheads abound, and uh, they're either secretaries or they're evil. They're they're it, yeah right or or telepathic. Yes, and then they become evil. Yes, <laughs> with 
like the hidden evil secret. Um, so it's just weird for me seeing for the so for those of you who don't know, uh, Mary Mary Jane Watson. I mean, you should know this. How do you not know who Mary Jane Watson? How do you? Who the hell do you think you are? Listening to this podcast. You know what grinds my gears, Chris? What? People that listen to the Just Us Nerds podcast and don't know who the fuck Mary Jane Watson is. That really grinds my gears. And um, now to Ollie Williams with sports. Ollie, or with weather. Ollie, how's it look outside? It's gonna rain! Thank you, Ollie. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's just weird for me that seeing Mary Jane Watson, who is was Spider-Man's girlfriend, then wife, for so many years... Wait, no, then all of a sudden they they did they were never married. Then the stupid fucking one more day thing happened. Oh, here it comes. We go, no, no, we're not going to go into the nerd rage over this. Casada's uh, uh, already gotten enough of my my, my health. I saw your hate this. mail. Oh my god, yes. Dear Casada, you stink. It was something to start out like worst episode ever. I, exactly. I just it's <coughs> It's weird for me seeing her in a book that's not Spider-Man. No, I agree. Um, but it, it, like I said, it's also kind of neat, though, because, I mean, I see Spider-Man in the Avengers comics. Why can't we have other characters? Why isn't, you know... I just want them back together again, Chris. I, I just want them I back really together. I really tell this. I just, I, I just really want them back You're together. You're that friend on the outside who keeps like, Hey, maybe we should hang out at the bar sometime, Mary Jane. What are you doing Wednesday? And then you tell Peter, and you're like, hey, Pete, let's go hang out at the bar. And then you never show up, and they're both there. Exactly. You're the parent trap. That's what you are, you son of a bitch. I am the parent trap. You are the Lindsay Lohan of the Spider-Man universe. You know, I've been called worse. That's okay. Well, you're welcome. Uh, So, I I guess, you know what? I'll just read Spider-Man Renew Your Vows if I want to see those two together. That's the the comic book with the parallel universe where they're still married. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Uh, the other thing that I that I don't like about it, and then we can we can move on to your uh, yeah. to, to our new segment. Um, the plot involving so there's a plot involving Tony's biological mother. Uh, so, so she's dead. Yeah, no, she's not. What? Yeah. So she was killed in a car crash. No, she wasn't. Why? Did I see? Get ready to have your mind blown, sir. Go ahead. Uh, so before this whole uh, Civil War II mishigash. Uh, Tony's biological mother... So Tony found out that his mother, who he thought was his mother, was actually his adoptive mother. And so his biological mother came and found him. Howard Stark, you dog. Right? Exactly. Um, and it's... well. I've, no, I think Howard Stark is his adopted father, too. So I guess he was adopted <gasps> by the Wait Starks. a minute. I, he's not even a real Tony, Stark. But Tony's got Howard's intellect. Where did that come from? He is the Jon Snow of the Marvel Universe. He's not a real Stark. Oh. Um, so his his birth mother comes back into his life. And, uh, you know... It, and she's like this, I guess, kind of like she was a successful uh, recording artist, and what? And yeah, and and by the way, she's also now running Stark Industries because he left it in his will, even though they had only met briefly. What the hell is this? It, it's you know between that and the coma, the whole thing seems a bit soap operish. You, you know, I'm waiting for George Clooney to come in and scrubs and say there's nothing we can do. Y- yeah, so and we also replaced your heart with a baked potato. Exactly. So those would be the only two things. But Whoa. but but apart from that, I, I highly recommend uh, this book. I, I would give it a B plus. It's introducing diversity into the Marvel universe while telling an entertaining story. I, I find myself really uh, growing fond of of Riri. 
Uh, well, you kind of have to with a story like that. You better attach to somebody. It, it's really the part about his mother running Stark is it, Industries is more of a minor plot point. The focus of the book is really about Riri and, and the hero's journey that she goes through. I'm good with that. Then. So, so I no, I I like that, and it kind of makes me sad a little bit too, to because you posted something on our Facebook page recently. Do you remember? You posted an article that was saying that come fall, indeed, they're going back. They're 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 gonna, Marvel's going to kind of revert because back because to... they're they're looking at this going well shit. Yeah, I, so I don't know. And the other thing with that too, I was wondering like Cap, we don't know if he's still going to be a Hydra agent. We don't know what's going on. Now you know I wasn't a fan of Cap being a Hydra agent. I know, but I think it's a mistake when you start going in a bold direction and then you go, oh never mind, you turn, you turn, and then you do an about face. Yeah. Uh, I think they're probably still going to keep Riri Williams in the in an armor, and she'll just be known as Iron Heart. Maybe, but you know what I want? Actually, I hope they keep Cap as the Hydra agent, and he is the protagonist or the anti. The, the, the anti. That, that would be kind of so. That way, the Avengers have to kind of like knock him in the head to bring back the old Cap. It's the uh, it's the Fast and Fear the Fate of the Furious syndrome. Oh, the uh, we're because <laughs> you got to move. You got not that. <laughs> All right. Uh, just before we get on to our new segment, just uh, one mention of uh, Fast the, and the Furious. Uh, no, not Fast and the Furious. <laughs> uh, the uh, infamous Iron Man. I yes. think it's called the infamous yes. Iron Man. So this is our our other Iron Man book. Yep. Where uh, Victor Von Doom has decided to atone for his actions as Doctor Doom. I yeah, he's atoning. All right, he still looks like Doom in an iron suit. He still kind of look like a bad guy. At least when um, Norman Osborn. Was the Iron Patriot? At least he didn't paint it in goblin armor, you know? I mean, he looked like somebody else. You know, D- Doom is playing it true to form. He's, he's, he's playing it... Uh, he's definitely playing These it true to form. These are my colors, so therefore, this is what I will wear. I'm a green Iron Man. It's kind of... It's my thing. It's my it's my shtick. Hey, hey, hey I, wear a, I wear a cape every once in a while. That's also written by Brian Michael Bendis, and I, I'm also enjoying that, too. Okay. So, uh, if you like Bendis' work, I highly recommend the Iron Man books. <laughs> So let's get to our, our new segment. All right, man. What's, what's this, our new is, this is our new segment, um, and, and we actually have a sponsor. So this is this is kind of a big deal for us. Absolutely. All right. So I want to introduce. We're going to call this segment Peter's Pick. Peter's Pick. And, <laughs> I figured you'd like not that Peter. Of course, our friend Pete Pap is over at Viera Comics, and this section is sponsored by Viera Comics. Viera Comics, of course, is going to be located at 7640 North Wickham Road, Suite 108 in the beautiful Melbourne, Florida. You can follow them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, just kind of like us. Um, you can find anything there. If there's a comic book you were looking for, I'm sure that Peter will be able to buy it, uh, get it into his store. Uh, figures galore. I mean, most of my figures actually come from there. I bought statues from him as well. I want to buy midget. I'm sure he could find that. Can I buy midget? He might be able to. But you know what's really good about him? I don't, this is something that's kind of rare. How many people do you know that can grade comic books and actually CGC grade them? Not counting Pete? Not counting Pete. Zero. Exactly. <laughs> Guess what? He can do it for you. So, with that in mind... Would you ex- explain maybe to people what that yes. means for those who aren't familiar? So, CGC grading, especially with older collectible comics, they judge the gr- they grade these comics on how they look and... Um, of course, the better the condition, the better, you know, uh, the price is for these. 
So that's how we get our, you know, selling a Superman comic for three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars is because it is in great condition. Mm. But it has to be graded for them to be able to show, you know, the actual grading okay. of, of that comic. So what this section will entail is uh, I was perusing through Viera Comics. Okay. And these are picks from the store that we're, we're going to do one, and then on the next show, uh, coming down the road, we'll probably do another. Okay. This, um, this is this Pete's re- one that Pete these recommends. Are, these are ones that Pete recommends. Okay. And so what he recommended is, this is a, um, it's a one sheet. So this is just one entire story. One, one and done. One and done. And it's the Justice League of America, right? Yeah. But it's a Killer Frost what? number one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Killer Frost is possibly on her way to become a member of the Justice League. So, uh, for those of you not familiar, Killer yeah, Frost is uh, traditionally... Well, she's been a, a villain in the DC Universe since about uh, the, the Silver Age. So, before the, the Crisis on Infinite Earth. Uh, she, uh, you, you can see her in... Who's in, her hero? Who's against her? Well, uh, I've, on television, she's on The Flash, but uh, Firestorm mm-hmm. uh, has, has traditionally also been her her main antagonist. Correct. Uh, but if, if you... So if you're a fan of The Flash, uh, she's played by... Uh, oh, Panabaker. Danielle yeah. Panabaker. Yes. Oh, damn. I'm looking... I'm on, on fire. That's my guy. Uh, so Dan, Danielle Panabaker uh, plays Caitlin Snow on The Flash. And if you've watched season two, when the Flash uh, Earth tra- two. Tra- travels to to Earth two, uh, Caitlin has been turned into a metahuman who has the the power to harness cold. But per the comic books, basically combine the two. Basically, what happened was it was it was Doctor Caitlin Snow, and she actually went through a transformation through an accident, and she became Killer Frost. It also altered her mind to kind of become. An evil person. What's kind of cool about this character, it's almost like a Harvey Dent Two Face situation because she she remember she in this comic it's she says it's hard for her to remember what it's like being Doctor Caitlin Snow. So Killer Frost and, and Doctor Snow are two completely different people. So. Uh, why don't you introduce and tell us who's written oh, by well, the artist? Oh, sure. Uh, the, so this book, the co-writers on this book are Steve Orlando and Jody Hauser, and the artist is Mirka Andolfo. I, I really like the artwork. It's beautiful, it's, isn't it's, it? It's great artwork. Um, looks actually like she has a, a, a hemp leaf on her would, belt. It's, it's probably a snowflake. It, it's a snowflake. But it, from that vantage point, it looks like a hemp leaf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just so you know, James really has no idea what he's looking at. Tell, tell us a little bit about this book. Right, what so what you like about it? Previously in the story, what has happened is is Caitlin, Doctor Snow, or Killer. We'll just keep her as Killer Frost. Killer Frost. KF, if you will. We're KF. Like, not Kid Flash, but you know, this could get confusing. Okay, so Killer Frost. Yes. Actually saved the Justice League. I didn't get a chance to read the comic, but she's actually helped them. Okay. So she has this epiphany. And she believes that she no longer wants to be a villain. She actually wants to help people. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't does not mean, mean you're, you're a bad, bad guy. guy. Exactly. Yes. So she decides that she wants to be a hero. But there's a problem with that, Jane. What is that problem, Chris? The problem is 
Well, I'll tell you two. There, there's multiple issues, but I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, crap. There's, there's more than one problem? Yep, more than one problem. Okay. So one of them is she... Do you know how she regains her power and how she actually... She doesn't eat normal food like a human. Th- this was actually... I thought it was kind of a cool twist. I didn't know this until... So this is actually in the book. Yeah, they talk about this. explain it. Um, she absorbs all of the body heat from a human being... For her to regain her powers and to keep her uh, healthy. Huh. She's a frost vampire. It's exactly what she's a heat <laughs> vampire. She is a heat vampire, yeah. So. Sounded much better than yes. what you said. So, but what she does is she decides that she's not going to feed anymore. She's basically a vegan vampire. So she's trying. Won't that make her progressively weaker, though? Yes, she doesn't exactly. So she has to, but she's trying to find a way. Does she have to feed off the heat of people? Can't she feed off the heat of machines or other things? Apparently that have... not. I think it has to be a bio. That kind of doesn't make sense to me, but okay. So she could grab ducks at the pond and just kill them, I guess. Well, we don't want that either. Well, but, you know, they're ducks. But anyway, well, like cockroaches or mosquitoes are really annoying do they give, things. Do they give off heat? They, no, well, actually, no, they don't. They, they're, they're, they're. Uh, That's right. They're not endotherms. That's so, right. all right, all That's right. right. So anyway, you want to know what her other problem is? What is her other problem? She's still in Bell Rev. She is stuck in this prison put there by Amanda Waller because she's a member of the Suicide Squad. But she is stuck in Bell Rev. Look at. With all these villains around here. And what does Amanda Waller do? Because she tells her. She says, Amanda, I'm out. I'm done. I want to be, you know, I, I want something better for myself. And she goes, no. And she refuses. Uh, Amanda Waller refuses to use uh, Killer Frost's real name. She goes, listen here, Killer. She goes, that's what you are. That's what you always be. You're always going to be a villain no matter what you do. Because she wants to use her for her own... Well, it's the first step of keeping someone down. You strip them of their identity. Right. And you you just you, you put them in the role that you want them in. Right. See? So James has apparently been a pimp. Um, <laughs> but the thing is... is so she Only keeps, on weekends. Yes. So she keeps doing that to her. But the thing is, she keeps screwing with her. Like, one, she puts her in the common area, kind of like this, with all of the people around her, and all these guys start trying, like, uh, Mr. Toxic is like, oh, you want to be a hero, you think you're big and bad, and he starts to try, he tries to start a fight with her. She ends up, like, blasting him to a wall. But, you know, people are trying, and then, when she comes back from that, she tries to go into her room, and they're like, no, 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 this ain't your room no more, we got a new room for you. And she's like, what? This has been my room for a while, I'm supposed to be here by myself. She goes, nope. You got a new roommate, and they put her in there, and she is in with a uh, telekinetic. Pyrokinetic. Or pyrokinetic, I'm sorry. fire on her head. Yeah. So she literally looks like, um, her name's Joanne, but she goes by the name Heatstroke. Well. So, but here. I'm Heatstroke, but you can call me Joanne. Right. (laughs) But here is this. See, look at, and this is kind of how she sees, like the arms are glowing, and it's it's like a vampire. You know, in the vampire movie, you see the blood, the veins pumping through the blood, and so she's basically has a buffet of heat living above her in the bunk. So, so Waller's tempting her. Waller yes. wants her to give in to because her once hunger. she does, she'll be Killer Frost will more take over and become the the you know true villain. So, so, but really, the villain of this book is Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. She's 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 the puppet master of this whole thing. Excellent. So, what what did you like about this? Okay, 
I, I will tell you this right now. When I walked with Peter through the store, he goes, you got to read this. And I looked at it, and there were a couple one sheets. One of them's a Batman. One of them was the Ray, who they brought back, which I I didn't know nothing about. Which I, know, I knew I him from the 40s, but I didn't know anything about him now. It's a really cool story, and that's probably another thing we're going to talk about. But he hands me the Killer Frost comic, and I'm like, all right, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to read it. But I'll be honest with you, I, I wasn't, like, eagerly jumping at it to read. This story mm-hmm. blew me away. This showed a side of this character that I've never seen before. This this showed that, you know, this is why I love the Batman comics. This is that redemption. This mm-hmm. is, you know, that, that true... Well, we talked about in Detective Comics, Batman rehabilitating Clayface. Clayface. Yeah. And and so, spoilers, Batman shows up at the end of this issue yeah. to recruit Killer Frost. To bring her to the Justice League. So... See, I... I... I like I like this concept. I like the concept of rehabilitating villains. Mm-hmm. It it elevates the characters to more than just two dimensional. Well, yeah. Well, if you remember, like a couple of years ago, they did the same thing with Sinestro. Like all of a sudden, he comes back to the Green Lantern Corps because it was for the greater good. He understood yeah. that. But as soon yeah. as he was done, he went back. But this he was cooler having his own corps. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Because the Green Lantern Corps. I mean, the Green Lanterns, but the Sinestro Corps. I mean, if you can have a whole corps that's named after the you, the J Corps, right? The J Corps, absolutely. You, you know, I, I, you know what that sounds like? It sounds like a fitness sport where you got to jump over buildings. <laughs> but anyway, it's really good for your core. Really good. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed this comic. Like I said, I did not think I was going to enjoy it. Is there anything you didn't like about it? Um. No, not not really. I mean, I thought it was well done. Like I said, I wasn't expecting heroes to pop in left and right, but you had some cameos. You had stuff like that. So, um, but you know, sometimes that ruins it if you have a, way too a, many. When you have way too many, I I think it's better sometimes when you have just a smaller story that's focusing on one character. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I, I there really isn't anything that I didn't like about it. Awesome. Um, maybe the new redesign for Mister Toxic, but I mean. It's cool, but it's not cool. Is it Mr. Toxic, or is it, you talking about, is it Chemo? No, no, Mr. Toxic. That's his name, Mr. Toxic? Yeah. I never heard of Mr. Toxic before. Yeah, Mr. Toxic. Yeah, I saw him. He's, uh, he he looks like his name should be Mr. Toxic, or Larry. Larry, let's I like call him. Let's call him Larry. But he kind of reminds me of the Red Hood, you know, but it's because he's this giant molten thing of gas. But what I thought neat was... You're known Atomic Skull. Are you sure it's not Atomic Skull? I'm telling you... She DC was... Universe has a character that's named I Mr. Know Toxic. Atom- I know Atomic Skull, dude. I know Atomic Skull, sir. You, sir. Atomic Skull was a friend of mine, and you, that, sir, sir is... no Atomic <laughs> Skull, but she calls him Mr. Toxic. So... I believe you. So anyway, I you. but I thought it was kind of neat that instead of it, like, being... Because he has the skull and crossbones on his mask, and instead of it being, like professionally drawn on there it looks like someone literally took charcoal and kind of <laughs> drew it on you know like he did it and uh you think he has to do that every morning <laughs> like this part of his morning like he gets up and just draws up you imagine like oh, and he wipes his forehead shit exactly is yeah, what i'm I saying mean, could be yeah, gotta wipe my dome off <laughs> well shit this is a character that has sort of a fish bowl for a head sort of more yeah. of a cylinder for a head and his head is just basically swirling Toxic waste. And toxic gas, actually. Toxic gas, and he's got... And he's got uh, just a uh, skull and crossbones drawn on it. Right. See? 
I'll, I'll have fun for days, Mr. Toxic, once I'm out. Okay, his name's Mr. Toxic. Who knew? So, they, well, see, you just learned something else. Watch for him in the Lego movie. <laughs> All right. Let's so, do some movie talk. There'll be spectacle. There'll be fantasy. There'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie. Okay, so uh, we we just had the Super Bowl, so there are a lot of great movie trailers came out. Yeah, you know, I I uh, did not watch the Super Bowl. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, I did not. I did not. You're not not rooting for either team? Or no, I just... had to work the next day, and I have to wake up at really really early. So, oh, okay. I, you know, but I didn't care. Did you catch the trailers though later I on? Catch them earlier. I, oh. Actually, as I was going to bed, I went to my comic book sites, flipped through, and saw. So and so trailer, so and so trailer, so and so trailer, and I was like, "All right, I'm cool." So I watched my trailers, and that was pretty much it. All right, what um, did you think? Let, well, let's start first with uh, the Iron Fist trailer. What What did you think of that? Oh man, new new Netflix series. So uh, the last of our defenders, right? Uh, Netflix is kind of building its own corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it began with Daredevil mm-hmm. and continued with Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones, then Luke Cage. Yep. Uh, I, I've been meaning to watch Luke Cage. I think I still have not watched this. I don't feel bad. I, I think when I do, I'm, I'm, we'll definitely I'll, I'll do a review of it. Uh, and now we have uh, Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. So do you, do you want to do kind of the Wikipedia on him, or you want me to do it? Yeah, no, what? go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so uh, this is just sort of off the top of my head what I remember. So Danny Rand. So his name's Danny Rand. He, there are some similarities between this character, I think, and the Green Arrow. Because yeah, I could kind of see that. So, so Danny Rand is on a trip with his family, and he he's in a plane crash, and he ends up separated from his family, or his family gets killed, and then he is uh, he spends the majority of his teen years and young adult life training in the martial arts. Yes. And he he's called Iron Fist because he learns this right. this kung fu move that's called the Iron Fist. Which Ready? I yeah. have the Wikipedia. You G- give us on. give us the Wikipedia. All right, Let's see how close I was. Iron Fist, Danny Rand, is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books, published by Marvel Comics, of course. Iron Fist first appeared in Marvel premiere number fifteen. That was May of nineteen seventy four. Just in case you needed to know. Okay. The character is a practitioner of martial arts and the wielder of a mystical force known as the Iron Fist. Which allows him to summon and focus his chi, or inner energy. Uh, he starred in his own solo series in the 1970s and shares, of course, the title of uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, also known as... Luke Cage. Right. But what is their team known as? Oh, Heroes for Hire. That's right. Iron Fist has been adapted to appear in several animated TV shows, video games, um, and now we're getting the Netflix series. So, Danny Rand was born in New York City. Uh, he happened upon the mystical city of Kunlun as a young boy during his time in Kunlun. Wendell saved the life of the city's ruler, uh, of course, that being Wendell Rand. Um, that's his father. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, he saved the... Where was I? He saved the city's ruler um, and was adopted by uh, Tuan's son. However, Wendell unfortunately left Kunlun and became a wealthy entrepreneur in the United States. He married a socialite, had a Duncan as a child. Um, 
So basically, yeah, he's he's Green Arrow. He, and I he, he reminds me a little bit. There's some similarities in the in the story, but he's Green Arrow and Bruce Lee combined. I, I'm I think this is going to be a really cool show to watch. I'm excited for all the martial arts. You know, my my mother in law is a big martial arts fan. We sit and watch Bruce Lee movies, so for me, I'm like, this is the greatest <laughs> time ever because those right. are my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. I've been, you know. That's one thing. My mom was sick and tired of me being beat up as a kid. Uh-huh. So since I was like six years old, I've had some form of martial arts in my life. So mm-hmm. it's something that I enjoy and it's something that I love. Do so, you know how to do the Iron Fist? I can't talk about it. Oh, damn it. I'll show you, you later. You know, when I was watching the tra- the trailer for this, what I really love is you see Rosario Dawson mm-hmm. is in this. You see the, I don't remember the character's name, but she is the evil Asian lady from Daredevil. Yes. She is also... The ninja. In this. The ninja. The evil Asian... Ninja. Ninja lady. You, you could just say the evil ninja. The evil ninja. We all know she's Asian. There could be, you know, a, uh, ninjas of other persuasions and nationalities. The only other in- ninja of other persuasion that I know of is Snake Eyes. Although, you know what? Ninja is, I think, that comes from Japan. So, okay. So, the evil ninja lady. Um, <laughs> I love how... Th- they're really they're doing they're building their own universe yes. and these characters all interact with each other. This yep. got me so excited for the defenders. You know what I'm excited about for this? This is the first time we're going to see something magical. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody else is a mutant. It's not magic. Well, not even Dare, Daredevil, really. Dare, he, Daredevil. Oh, I guess he's he, kind of a mutant. He's, he's kind of a mutant, and I he's guess. Got the sonar. Um, what happened to Jessica Jones? Is she a mutant? I, I, I yeah, know. Jewel is a mutant. I don't think she's a mutant. Yeah. Was she born that way? Yeah. Oh, okay. Remember as a kid, remember even during the show, she got into an argument with Penny's mom and gets mad, or Patty or whoever, mm-hmm. and she walks out and she hits the damn sink. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. And then she so, picks it up over her head. So, yeah. Th- so, this is our first... So, with Doctor Strange on the, you know, on the big screen, we have our first introduction to magic. Right. They kind of allude to it in Thor somewhat. But now with Iron Fist, you're right. This is our this is our first well, introduction. Yeah, to remember magic. what Thor explained is he says, "What you call magic, we call science that hasn't been developed yet." And and I thought that That's was true. I thought that was a clever way to, to yeah. handle it. Because think about it: if I was doing CPR back in like the Samurai days, like Ninja Turtles three, they thought he was, <laughs> you know, they were bringing back his soul. It's okay. It's all right, everybody. I know CPR. Let's clear out. I know CPR. What's what CPR? CPR? You! Boom! I think he took his wallet! <laughs> awesome. Anytime we can work a Back to the yeah. Future reference in there. So, yeah, really excited for, for Iron Fist. I wonder Fish. what that guy did for the rest of his life. I want to see what that guy did. The I, I think he took his wallet guy? Yeah. I'm sure he went on to do good things. What if he learned and started teaching CPR? <gasps> Ooh. See? Very good. Um, let's talk Stranger Things. So another another Netflix series. Yes, and like I told you, this you're gonna have a controversial opinion. So... Well, like I said, I'm still kind of middle of the road. Okay, all right. I I had an opinion to start off, and we watched it again, and it's moved me to the middle of the road. So yeah, now I've got to go one way or the other. I'm gonna get hit by a car. As Mr. Miyagi says, there is no karate do maybe. There's no karate do maybe. No it's karate do yes. Oh. Karate do no. Oh, you'll get squash. Like great, like great. See, that's pretty much what's gonna happen. Um, you know, so let's talk about some of the things we saw in this trailer. So we know now that what, what, let's talk about when we left off. 
Uh, well, when we we left, last left our heroes, uh, they had recovered their friend. The boys had recovered their friend from the Upside Down. Right. Uh, I don't, I'm blanking out now on all of the, you the, giant the guys. Nerd. I know. I can't remember any of the guys. Keep names. talking. Um, Eleven, for all we know. Oh, he knows uh, that name. Eleven had been uh, had had been killed, disintegrated, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the, our our uh, quartet of uh, of heroes were were reunited. It had been up in the air, uh, for us anyway, as to whether or not season two would be a continuation of that story, or if Stranger Things was going to be like an anthology. Yeah, so it was the boys going Will. after Will. Will. Thank you. I remember, see, it came to me. Um, so now we're seeing the continuation of that story. Yeah, so, you know, Mike, Eleven, Dustin, Lucas, all of them are kind of together. Now, here's the thing, too. We don't, because we all assume... Whoa, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all kind of projectiles. Ass- projectiles. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Um, we all kind of assumed that Eleven went to the Upside Down, that she went back to the Upside Down. Oh, we- I didn't. I didn't think she did. Well, remember in the end, the sheriff brought the he brought egos. Wasp- that's, he brought that's the, right. the egos, and he You're put right. them in the the box. And then You're when right. he opened the box, the egos were gone. That's right. So it's either her eating it or something else. We don't know. Chances are that it's eleven because the whole egos became synonymous with with eleven. Yes. So yes. So some of the other things we saw. Let's just talk about it. Huge sky monster. Right. Uh, Will kind of the door opens. Will didn't even touch the door. He's like walking up, and the door opens on its own, and it looks like a Cthulhu slash War of the Worlds. Like all of a sudden, these tentacles are coming down. There's lightning in the sky above the red, clouds. Red skies. And I mean, rivers and seas boiling, forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, human sacrifices, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. (laughs) So, we, so watching that though, like I said, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my god, what are they doing? What is going on? Now, my reason being. I thought the first season was so well contained mm-hmm. that it could have ended on its own. Mm-hmm. That it could have ended. We we don't, you know. There were a little bit of questions, like you know, Will started spewing up this black tar with like they look like leeches or oh, something. Just spitting up some type of. But they were moving. Murder. Yeah. Also, that's not good. No, not at all. But um. Oh my god! I can't. I'm. I'm. I had her name and I completely blanked it. Who was the best friend to the older kid? Barb. What happened to Barb? I think we may find out. We don't know what happened to Barb. I, I read actually in an article uh, on one of these, uh, either it was comic news, Barb is actually going to play some role right. in this season. So, so I'm, I'm excited but, to see But what here's happens. my thing. So I looked at it and I thought it was such a nice little package. And then, of course, they get renewed for a second season. So they're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you know... We, I'm sure that if they didn't, it would have ended nicely. Mm-hmm. Kind of want you wanting more. But now they did the second series, or the second season, and like I said, I see that with the monsters coming out. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll, dude. Slow your roll. And I, you know, I think I took that as a literal, like, oh my God, the monsters are already invading. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of hiding that. They don't want to say, oh yeah, Will, it was rather, you know, Will was stuck in a hole where little men, or where men were touching him. You know, repeatedly, instead of, you what? know, what? he was in an alternate <laughs> yeah. universe what? being, what? 
Because Winona Ryder's already looked at his Why crazy. are we bringing Chris Hansen into this? I'm just saying. <laughs> I think That's it, the To Catch a Predator guy, right? I, yeah, yeah. I'm Chris Hansen. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> think about it. Do you really think they would have said, oh yeah, he went to another universe. He was stuck there with monsters. Well, no. Some no. crazy guy kept him in a barn and we finally found him. We killed the crazy guy. So that, that's the story. That's the cover yeah, story. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're, they're not... People. But all of a sudden, you know, they're invading and all this. But we watched the trailer again. Yes. It appears to me that that's a dream sequence. Maybe. I think whatever's inside of him is probably trying to take over. So could, could be. I think it's an internal struggle. For me, I, I'm praying that it is. I, I think that the season's going to be. So what happened? You know, man tampered with something yes. that that he was not meant to tamper with. Uh, they opened up a, a, a portal, and in doing so, now uh, perhaps opened other portals. So and maybe maybe this vision of this sky monster is a is a prediction that there's going to be some type of fusion between our world and the upside down. Uh, just a couple quick mentions of it. Well, hold on. Let's talk about because I love sure. the idea that you 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 brought up. What it reminds you of? Um, Let, let's talk about. It. Well, well, first I off, mean, when we first see the boys, what are they in? Oh, they're wearing. I was just about to say the yeah. Ghostbusters. I, I love that. Yeah, you I loved love it. The guys in the Ghostbuster suit. Uh, I uh, well, like you said, the, the the huge sky monster. It invokes kind of the the whole H.P. Uh, Lovecraft Cthulhu myth- oh, yeah. mythos. Um, the uh, the fact that it's coming out on Halloween, I know that that was for you. That's like, oh shit, we gotta wait. You know, we gotta I... wait. But I was excited because I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing on Halloween. Just the, the the music, even the the letter, the lettering for the Halloween, it just reminded me so much of John Carpenter. Yes, it was just so so much of that that feel. And also, you know, with season two, it attracts, of course, more money, which also means. Uh, more special effects, bigger, get bigger guest stars. Correct. Are and they getting someone for they've this? They've added two new people. Oh, I didn't know this. Well, they've added three. I just I don't know this one. I don't well, know I might. Well, who, who is it? This is news to me. All right, you heard it here fo- first, folks. So no, actually, it's kind of old. Um, Leanna Berthelsen. Uh you know her? I I do not. See, you're a liar. Okay. Okay, you ready? Okay. Playing a. Uh, I think a doctor working for the government agency. Okay. How about Mr. Paul Reiser? Oh. Oh, I like that. You know what I always associate him with? Huh? Aliens. Yes. He, he plays uh, Carter Burke in, yes. uh, in in Aliens. Let me see the picture of the other actress. Maybe oh, I might be able to... I will. Hold on. I want to do my big reveal. I'm Your big reveal. Sorry. So, this big reveal, he is, I believe, a teacher. He's one of the teachers at the school. Be playing Winona Ryder's new boyfriend. Ready? Mr. Sean Astin. Whoa! Yeah. Samwise Ganji himself. Uh, how about Mikey from The Goonies? Mikey because from, of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Th- because the first thing. I don't know. Who um, is. no, I don't know who that is. Hey, I don't know who that is. She's probably gonna be a new friend of theirs. But that's cool. perfect that Sean Astin is in this because yes, exactly. Both the Goonies, Paul Reiser because of Aliens. Yeah, it's all around the same. 80s, 80s icons. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you, Chris. I didn't, I didn't know that. No, I learned something. Yeah, new. How awesome is that? Let's do some toy box. Get those wonderful toys. Let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. All right, dude. We we have. I love this because we have had a bunch. We have a cornucopia. We do. 
We do, and it's kind of neat because we have like our little table, and now we have like a bunch of toys and stuff all over it. We're grown men. We are grown men. <laughs> all right, what do you want to start with? Uh, this is uh, this is your show, buddy. You're the, you're bringing the arsenal today. So what do you what do you want to lead off with? Uh, we, ah, we got a right. loot crate to talk we about. Do. We got we, we got do. some other. Uh, you you got to post pictures of these other guys up on the on our Facebook. Page. All right, let's start with these two. All right. Okay, as you know, another Netflix original series that has come out is the the second season, of course, of Voltron, the legendary Defender. Defender of the universe. So, this is a new retelling of the original story. Five robot lions join up to make one super robot. And he kills these robot beasts, or as they call them, robies. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yes. awesome. So, it... Literally feels like I have my 80s Voltron back. And, of course, it's still anime style. Um, they've changed a couple of the names around. Um, there's no more Sven. Um, his name is Shiro. There is no more Sven. No more Sven. They got rid of Sven. Yes. Well, they did in the original series. They killed him. But, um, so, what I have here, I have two... Of the build a lions, I actually have the uh, black legendary lion, and then I have the green lion. Now there are two sets of series. Or there's there's multiple Voltron figures. There's actually a 14 inch Voltron that you can buy, and now this is me moving the Voltron. That's what the yeah. clicking is. And now they have the smaller lions that you can buy for about ten bucks, but they don't join to form. Me being the nerd that I am. I'm tr I'm trying to build Voltron. You you can't. It it is just wrong to buy the Voltron lions and not have them be able to combine right? into Voltron. That defeats the purpose. So, but you know me, I won't spend a lot of money to you know to to be able to have that. I just won't. Chris, do it. you're a thrifty nerd. I've I always am. thought that about you. But here's the thing that I love about these. Ready? So the black lion is the biggest lion of them all. He also is electronic. He does fifty different voice phrases. Um, his chest piece lights up. I think for when he, you know, forms in a Voltron, you have the center piece to it. Um, I will let you do the honor, sir. It it is yeah. Hold on, I'll turn them on so we can get a couple. I mean, you get little noises. Voltron is the only thing that can stop Sarkon. How cool is that? So, um, but of course, these guys, the bigger ones, the, and what's funny is the apparently I'm not the only one looking for these because I cannot. These are very hard to find. They they are not the easiest to find. Um, but, so I was talking about thrifty. How much would you say would these lions be? I've already told you the price, but I want you to guess. $11 billion. All right. See, thanks for being an ass. So, <laughs> the black lion, like I said, is the bigger lion, the meteor of the lion. He's all, he's $30. And and for the size of the figure that you get, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's about, what, eight? Eight inches? You know, I mean, it's the mid-torso area. Um, of course, all the joints move, everything like that. You can, you know, the arms fold up so you can form Voltron. Um, the wings move, the tail moves. Um, so he's $30. The little lion, so I have the little green lion, of course, and that's uh, piloted by Pidge. Um, comes with a little shield, and then you can peel it off, and it actually comes with a blaster cannon that goes on top. That was our misfire earlier. That was our misfire. I fired a blaster cannon. Um, but... The little ones are 18 a piece. So yeah, you're probably spending about, you know, 80 bucks altogether for for about everything, but you're going to have at least a 16 to 18 inch Voltron figure. 
comparing that to some of the Transformer toys, you know, they have a lot of the combiner toys yeah, that are yeah. out there now. You could spend, like, Devastator, I know, costs oh my God. around $100, yeah. a little more than that, actually. Uh, so this is a pretty good price. Um, would you say that, so would you say that these toys, Chris, are for collectors? Are these, could you say that, could children appreciate these oh, also? I, I, well, I think these are pretty durable to where I think kids, however, there are small pieces. Like, each one of the lions comes with, you remember in the show, when they're getting ready to go to their lions so that they can form Voltron, they take these zip lines and they take them all the way down and then yeah. all of a sudden they hop in these little, like, little space ships mm -hmm. and then the ships fly to the lions well each one of them comes with their own little spaceship oh that's cool that attaches to it so yes like i said i think kids could enjoy this plus you know but if it was like me as a kid i know i'd lose everything however you i know everything has been pristine in your life <laughs> it has been hermetically sealed oh my god forever so <laughs> Um, but yes, I, I think I could see kids clunking these around, and you're not going to break them. That's the thing that I like about them. You're not going to break these. Can I try? No, please don't. <laughs> like I told you, these have been hard to find. Where, where did, so where did you find yours right, again? Did so you say that? I'm right sorry, now, did I miss no. It? You can find them online. Um, I found them online, you know, for thirty bucks a piece. So if you want to pay it and you want to get all the extras, you're going to be paying thirty bucks a piece. Uh, I've seen them at Walmart. I've seen them at Target. I've been having the most luck finding them at Target. However, like I told you, the rack where it says seventeen ninety nine a piece, I'm looking at post. I mean, it goes right back to the wall. No, but they are not there. When I found my black line, he was the only one. When I found my green line, it was the only one mm. there. So I'm guessing all the parents were like, shit, move out of my way, you know? <laughs> You know, it's kind of sad. You know, as the adult, you walk into the toy aisle and you're like, oh, let me see what's here. Look, you know, uh, uh, apart from, you know, my son just being, you know, the, the, the beautiful little boy that he is and the apple of my eye and the joy of my life, one of the other perks of having a child. Now is, you can go to the toy aisle. Now and I no longer feel like Chris Hansen's going to pick me up if I go to the, the toy section at, at Walmart. Well, I feel like I have a legit reason to I be there. I still have that. But the thing is, I, you know, I, I said to myself, I'm like, I am not afraid to, you know, rip one of these out of a kid's hand if I have to. <laughs> I will stomp on a child if I have to. You know, that is how, that's my so commitment I've got, to the cause. So I've got three or three more lions down, and I've got myself a Voltron. Uh, guys, are you hunting for a toy? Remember, Jay and Chris, toy bounty hunters. If you're looking for, if you want, are you looking for Voltron? Are you looking for something else? Drop us a line at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Drop us a message on our Facebook page. Drop us a message on our Instagram or our YouTube page or our SoundCloud page. We will help you locate your toys. It's all about making that toy connection. Maybe our buddy Pete over at Vieira Comics could help hook you up. So send us a message and the uh, toy bounty hunters are on the case. Now, Chris, you got to move on to your next piece because yeah. I am just salivating at this. I actually think... We've kind of been on a kick with this artist, too. I am I think what I'm going to have to do is I may have to actually replace one of the one of the versions of the character that I have with this figure. Because okay. this, this is an outstanding figure. Why don't you talk a little bit about it? Right. So this is the Artist Designer series, again. Um, I, I saw this designer figure first, and I, I, I needed it in my life. I... Um, it was one of those, like I said, that I, I was uh, wanting in in my um, collection. 
it, it's the new designer series. I'm trying to pull it up, so that's why I'm kind of stalling. That's all right. What we're, what we're talking about is uh, another Darwin Cook-inspired yes. figure. So last episode, we were talking about the Batman Dar- Darwin Cook figure. Uh, and and I, I won't give it away. I'll let you do the big reveal on no, who it is. But what, I'll tell you, Chris, what I love when I look at this figure um, is just the faithfulness of the sculpting. Okay. Uh, around the wrists, they have the the fabric lines. Yes. And the way that the 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 costume moves, mm-hmm. uh, th- this is this is right off of the page. So the one that we're talking about now is going to be the fastest man alive, Mr. Barry Allen himself, the Flash. And what I love about this is this makes me feel like it, it's not. It's honestly, it's nice, but it's not not as nice as the Batman. So I think what they did was like this is the first series, mm-hmm. and then I think the second series they went. Oh, shit. We should fix that. And they did little extra things to it. Um, So the first series was The Flash, Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman, Mm -hmm. Jon Stewart, Mm -hmm. and Catwoman. So they're they're really nice. Like I said, I really love the figure. Um, He moves at the, I guess, shin. Yeah. He's got a shin twist. Ankle. It's not even an ankle. Literally, it's his entire boot. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. It isn't the shin. It's a shin. Pardon me. So at the knee... Um, he has the elbow, a little bit of the shoulder joint, but not much, and then a head pivot. That's kind of a rotation. But, not like the, um, the Batman, he doesn't have a hip pivot. Oh, no, no, he didn't. And then, also... A little more like a statue. Yep. And then, also, the, uh, paint. Now, if you remember with the Batman, he had the matte, and then he had the shiny... Yeah. ...on his gloves, his boots, you know, the emblem... On this, it's all flat, but this one literally looks like it's been, you know, ripped right from the page. I love the expression. I mean, I know it's Darwin Cook inspired. That's the thing that I love. I love his expression. That is why I bought him. He looks so happy. That's that's why I have, you know, he looks at you and he's got that smile on his face. And you know what it looks like he's saying to me? Like he looks and he goes, I'm going to kick your ass, but I'm going to have a good time doing it. It remind you. You said something uh, that I, I agree with about. It reminds me of uh, of a time with superheroes where everything didn't have to be so dark, right? And uh, you, you could have a little fun with. And that, with and that's the reason why I have him. Like I literally walk into my comic book room. You've got your Batman where he scowls, you know, and all this. And you're, you expect that, but I look at Barry, and Barry's always been happy. He's not. He's kind of. You know, like even Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe, he's always been that slapstick, laughing, joking yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, when I walk in and I see that smile, honestly, I look and I smile back because I'm like, hmm, okay. You know, he's just happy. It's a great representation of the character. I'm, I'm thinking that I, I have the new 52 Flash, yep. and I was never a big fan of all of those go-fast lines. First of all, if there's one character that doesn't need go fast lines, it's the fastest man alive, the Flash. Yeah, you know, like I said, and it was one thing that I love, like the the fabric moves and stuff like that, like in his thighs and all that, and it shows the the the, uh, the sculpting. What we're talking about is the sculpting yes. around all of the different joints. They've sculpted creases in it to just give it a real look of the, the appearance of a uh, of, of fabric, and it just it it comes like it's ripped right out of the page. Yeah, I'm gonna see so. You can find him. Uh, I paid twenty three bucks for him, but you know, of course, you're going to be paying that for the um, the service charge, basically, of having it right there. The convenience mm-hmm. of being able to find it. And I bought this at our friends at Vieira Comics. I went and brought money, and I bought something beautiful there. Bring money. Yep. Uh, this was actually something because Peter had actually sold out 
of the Flash before. Mm -hmm. So he had to order more. And I was the first one to bring it up. I was like, hey, can you get more of those? And he's like, yeah, I can. So he called me. He texted me and he says, hey, Chris, your Flash figure's here. And literally I was like, I'm on my way. And (laughs) I got in the car and I remember I'm walking in and I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? And I look and I look on the bookshelf and... There's the Flash figure. I literally just ripped him off the shelf as I'm as in mid walk. Didn't even stop. Mm-hmm. I just grabbed it, put it on there. He goes, he goes, man, he just wastes no time. <laughs> like the Flash himself, That's, sir. Because <clears throat> I I needed this figure. I I knew that I needed this figure. It, it's a it's a great looking figure. I love. I I know that you said you don't really care for the paint job too much, but no no no. Like I said, it it was it. It but, was really cool. But if you look around the, the flesh tones yeah. or on the, the mouth, and even, like, there's the thinnest l- line of It literally looks like it's been drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's got kind of the Ed McGinnis, uh, Darwin Cook, squinty eyes. Ooh, and there's a new one that are going to be coming out, and this might be one that Chris needs. <laughs> Adam Strange. Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. So, Adam Strange, of course... Uh, Jumps between two universes. He, he's like kind of like the Flash Gordon. He has a jetpack, a ray gun, you know, all this kind of stuff. So um, this is this is going to be one that uh, we're interested in. But this series um, that I'm talking about, so the Flash, uh, it's the Flash, Jon Stewart, Wonder Woman, Catwoman. And then the next series was Batman, Supergirl, Harley Quinn, Adam Strange. So, so they really like this guy's artwork because they're including characters that were that, not that weren't even in the, the, the book. New Frontier. Or if in a very, very, you know, brief, uh, very brief moment, like they don't even have speaking lines. You know what I think would be cool? I don't know how, what you think about this, but because they're of the same era, uh-huh. you know how they're coming out with the bombshell figures. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it would be cool to kind of mix and match yeah, these. I kind of the, agree. Darwin, because they're of, sort of of the, 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 the same Well, era. see, more of the bombshells are more of that 40s, like, pinup style, whereas these are going to be more like the is classic it, is, golden 50s. Is it more like, yeah, it is. So You're it's right. going to be just, but, but you can still, I mean, they all kind of mix and match, but it's still, it's absolutely beautiful, so. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, we we got to do the intro, right? We got to yeah, do ahead, the, what's what's in. Uh, so, what's in Chris's loot crate? What's in Chris's loot crate? What's in Chris's loot crate? I hope it isn't crap. Yeah. All right. So, loot crate. Well, sir, I can promise you this one is not crap. All right. You heard it here first. That is the Chris guarantee. Now. If you look at the box, you can almost kind of tell. Well, right there, we're we're off to a good start. We got uh, Superman, the Man of Steel. Now, and, uh, but what's what's suspicious about? Well, this Chris would appear to be the first appearance of oh. Superman, or the what's the other word? The origin. Ooh, he uh, nailed it on the uh, head. All right, and so that's the theme. The that theme the- of this box is. Origins. Origins, okay. So, first off, I will talk about the box, because what's neat about it is, you know, unfold it and becomes the Superman, Mm -hmm. but what you can actually do is, if you look, there's a perforated line, Mm -hmm. and you can tear this all off, and it'll store your comics. It's a comic box. It's a comic box. So, I will be doing that once I'm actually done with the You know, those guys at Loot Crate, they're they're very creative. Nothing goes to waste. Yes. Uh, I like I said I thought this was so cool. So the theme is origin, all right. So what what you got? Origins, origins, yeah. all right. So we always start with the shirt. Okay. So unless it's the coolest thing, then normally I wait. All right. 
This is another origin. Uh, a, a simple Italian plumber who had his girlfriend stolen by a giant turtle spike. Or a spiky turtle. The original since 1981. And it has from, you know, the first Nintendo Mario. So it has, you know, their their. You know where what Mario's very first video game was. Donkey Kong. Right? Donkey Kong. Oh, very good, excellent. So we have that. Next. Let's talk about the Man of Steel. All right, let's let us talk about the so Man of Steel. So they actually gave us a reprint of the June 1938 Action Comics number one, or of course, the first appearance of Superman. And they give you a certificate of authenticity given by DC. How cool I, is that? I'm, I'm thinking it would be even cooler if, like, just, like, just, I know they couldn't do this, like, across the board, but just, like, one lucky person gets, like, a an real actual, one. yeah, a real one. <laughs> Congratulations! You never have to work again for the rest of your life! <laughs> so. Very good. So, uh, reprint of uh, Action Comics, okay? Right. There's a certain number little origin team and we loved it originally they all wore the same uniform fantastic four no uh, the ninja turtles my friend because uh, if you remember they all wore the red bandanas they all wore the red bandanas but this one they are called ninja turtle the this is by a company called geeky tiki's <laughs> all right and what these are they are ninja turtle shop glasses but in tiki form. So I have Aww. a retro, like, 50s-style tiki shot glass of Raphael. Look at that. He even has the little... He's holding the little sigh. He's got the... Look, notice his face. He's a grimace. He looks like he's pooping. Yes. He's not very happy. <laughs> but if you look, they have five of them. And a shredder tiki. And the shredder tiki. Oh, that's... That, that is awesome. So it's... it's and it's... Glass. I mean, this is actually like porcelain. So, Chris, so far we're we're batting a thousand. What else you got? Okay, um, let's talk about the pin. I thought that was kind of neat. It, you actually benefited from this. Um, I did because it is our Ninja Turtles pin. It is the classic Ninja Turtles logo from the cartoon, and it's of course got a sewer plate, you know, on it. Awesome. But what's neat about it is, uh, like I told you, most of the loot crates pins have a uh, secret with them. They they hide and hold. And what this one did, for those of you that have it and then had Comixology, you actually could download the first five issues of IDW's Ninja Turtles. I, 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 yes. So, and it's a great series. It is. This was the loot crate that kept on giving. Yes. All right, let's talk about the number one thing. This this is probably the nicest thing I have ever received from Loot Crate. Oh, oh that's so high praise. This is the Marvel Studios EFX Collectible. It is the one sixth scale replica of the Captain, the original Captain America shield, the, the origin, the uh, the triang the triangular yes. shaped yes. shield. So. This thing is solid steel. It actually has leather grips um, for the back. It comes with a card of certificate of authenticity. It is gorgeous. Comes with a stand. I mean, the stand has plastic. It says Marvel on it. And then it explains down at the bottom on what it really is. I mean, I feel like if you had a, a hot toy 
of Captain America. Yes. Uh, do you, would this be in scale with it? I, uh, absolutely, I yeah. I think it would be. Yeah. But for me, I mean, I might hang him on to Voltron when I get Voltron made. Defender of the universe and freedom. Right. So, but for me, this shield alone is worth 20 bucks. You get loot crate for 25 bucks. Yeah. With shipping. Yeah, you you got a lot this loot. This, you, this is very nice. You can't argue. I mean, sometimes they just nail it right out of the park. Yeah. And this one, this one by far, so far this year, this is my favorite. And we still got a whole year to go. And we do. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, that's uh, as we bring our show to a, a close, let me just remind you that uh, if you want to comment on anything that we've talked about, please send us an email at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Send us a message on Facebook, and while you're at it, like us on Facebook. Send us a message on uh, Instagram, and then follow us on SoundCloud and send us a message there, too. We hope to hear from you. Remember, we are your toy bounty hunters. If there's something that you're looking for that you can't find, put the word out, and we'll go look for it. Well, guys, that is all the time that we have for this 33rd episode of the Justice Nerds podcast. Uh, and I hear word that visiting hours are going to be over in about 20 minutes, so we better get going. Hey man, check out this big white shirt I found. Look, it's fancy. It's got leather on it. It's a little big on me though, don't you think? Chris, that's a straight jacket. Well, that was nice of them. It is kind of chilly in here. You do realize you are standing right next to Mr. Freeze's cell. Uh, but here, let me help you out. Ow, not too tight! Alright guys, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>